Welcome to Admin Unboxed. We are a show that encourages you to think beyond the boundaries of traditional stereotypes surrounding the administrative profession. Did you know that there's 160 different job titles in our profession? Holy moly guacamole. That is a lot of job titles. So our show is about having guests on where we'll unpack the prickly stuff, share industry updates, we'll document, we'll review, we'll show off the admin profession's incredible diversity, talent and opportunities. It's a show full of honest, open conversations. Lots of cheerleading, lots of joy. Thanks for joining us and let's get tucked into the show. Hi. Yes, it's so nice to be back. I, um, yeah, it was, yeah, when I was away... It felt like it was going on forever and then you get back and you're like, oh, that went really quickly. Uh, it's felt like a long time since you've been away from me. I've had no one to talk to while you've been away. So I missed three shows. Uh, I know. I like, oh, my goodness, three shows to catch up on. <laughs> I hope you heard watched them on the plane on the way back. I didn't know. I watched them in transit between Melbourne and Adelaide when I we had to go for a technical stop and spend six hours in the Melbourne airport between 11.30 p.m. and 5.30 a.m. Nothing's oh. open. No, it's not. What was your favourite part of the trip? Um, of the trip? I thought you meant of the last three shows. Um, yeah. I, I knew you were going to say, ask, like, ask me what was my favourite part, but we spent five weeks, seven countries, nine cities, over 450,000 steps no kilometers in walking said my little um garment on um i, I can't even i think it was like five hundred thousand steps that equates to or something ridiculous and uh we ticked bucket lists and i saw amazing art collections and architecture and uh that yeah there's oh i got to drink champagne in champagne lovely perfect yeah, this is a massive um bucket list for me and we did a wine tour in that region and i got to go to verve clico um and so yeah that was brilliant we spent uh, my husband's birthday in amsterdam with two of our best friends i got to see a friend i haven't caught up with for 20 years who was backpacking in australia um and she went back and we just have never seen each other since then. We, we've caught up, you know, over social media and stuff. So that was brilliant. Um, yeah, just Colosseum in Rome, Sistine Chapel in yeah. Rome as well, in Vatican City, you know, and the usual Paris, usual sites. Venice was, Venice is stunning. I have done, I have been to Europe 20 years ago, um, but I got to go back and see a few more things. And I got to do it with my husband who he hadn't really been to Europe. Okay. Um, he, we actually were heading over for his work because he had a big gaming convention in Cologne. Oh, so that's sort of what was the basis of heading over. Um, it was just absolutely amazing not to take a laptop on a flight and have to take it out every time you went through at airport and not had, have to check any emails. Oh, the freedom. I, the freedom. Yeah. It's amazing. And I got to, um, you know, cut off from all the issues that, you know, are happening here and, you know, so it was just, it was brilliant. It's good. I'm glad to hear that you really took a rest and you, you know, because often, you know, we're all guilty of it. We don't always do that. No. And you never feel like. I took a rest from life 
but we didn't take a rest. Well, you know, isn't it that you've taken that many steps? I can eat some more ice cream or I can have some more champagne. Isn't Pizza, that pasta, croissants. Croissants every day. Like you don't just eat croissants in France. Like every country's got croissants. Waffles, beer. Um, oh, in Italy, aperitivos every afternoon. So Aperol spritzes, peach bellinis, you know, just, oh, it was just amazing. And then you're in London, so you're having fish and chips. <laughs> See, when in Rome, literally. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Well, so I'm glad. Oh, good. But yeah, well, we yes, could, um, I could spend a whole show talking about show. my trip. So, but we won't because I'll just either we make won't. people jealous and annoyed or you'll get bored. So that's we, right. We can move on. That's all right. Cool. Well, I will say I had a really good weekend um, because I'm going to be a bit of a boaster and a shout out. Um, I'm the one of the secretaries of the Balmain Wolverines Netball Club here in Sydney. And we had, um, a we, out of our 13 teams, 11 made it to the finals and five made it to the grand final. So every wow. time slot we had a team in a final. Very exciting. Um, we were probably the loudest on the sidelines. Um, so it was really great to see um, because we had women, men's and mixed teams. So it was really, and that's the first year we've had women, um, men's and mixed um, as part of the association. So it was really, really fantastic um, change in dynamics in the club. But, um, you know, really proud, proud secretary there. So that was my weekend. It was pretty good. Well done. Good yeah. weather. Are you indoor or outdoor? Hey. Outdoor, outdoor. outdoor. So it got cold Isn't by it? the end of the day. Cold, very cold by the afternoon, but that's all right. That's okay. We had wine no and cheese on the sideline. We had wine and cheese on the sideline, so it's okay. <laughs> you were fine. <laughs> Got to do it in style. No. All right. Well, I thought we better introduce our guest, shouldn't we? Yes. Let's do it. Now, we have got a cracker today. Um, we have got Anna Buchan, and Anna um, has had a really great you know, interesting career and has progressed. Now, she started her career as a legal secretary in one of the top tier law firms and then became um, a team leader within her um, division and then became the manager of quite a few teams and then has since then had um, quite a few other roles. So just to give you some of the name, the roles she's had, she's had legal operations manager, office and administration manager, um, legal support manager, team leader as well. So... Um, Today we're going to talk about her journey, about going from being in the team to being the team leader and then to a management role. So we're going to get Anna to join us and we're going to ask her a couple of questions. Hi, Anna. Hello. How are you? Look at that nice, good, clean office. I love it. <laughs> you can't see the floor. So yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. We've known each other for quite some time. Um, and work together and um, I must say I enjoyed every minute working with you and today we're going to chat all about today's all about you and your journey and I think it's a really great story for um, a lot of business support professionals out there how you can progress through rocks yeah. so Mel I think you've got a couple of questions to start off and I'll jump in a bit later I do um, so you were a legal assistant and then you went into a team leader role were you so firstly, the transition, um, what was that like? What was expected of you? And also, were you still doing the legal assistant role while you were a team leader as well? Because often that happens. Um, yeah, if you can just give us a bit of background on 
on that transition or even just a little bit of background of the legal assistant part to begin with and then the transition? Yeah, definitely. So my um, whole career started as a, um, a trainee legal secretary. So I started at business college first and then managed to get in um, to a trainee program at one of the top firms. Um, and that was really great because it's quite similar to like a lawyer graduate program where you get to rotate through the different areas of the business to get a bit of an understanding of the, that type of law and the people. It was the, the best part was probably just meeting people um, as you went around as well. So that was awesome. Um, I was at that firm for a little while um, and then moved over to another firm. That's where I met EK. Um, and yes, there so a little while there um, as a legal assistant. And at the time that I moved over into um, the coordinator role, they were separate. So they didn't have that team leader where you're assistant plus the additional um, team leader duties. They decided to separate them. So it was a dedicated legal coordinator role and I reported into our legal support manager. Um, so I didn't have that juggle that I know that a lot of people have where you're trying to be an assistant, but you're also <laughs> trying to manage people. Um, so that um, it was a shift for me anyway, moving from, from supporting partners and a team of lawyers to um, completely just working with the legal assistants and then other projects as well. Um, but I think um, what was absolutely priceless was the fact that I had been a legal assistant for all that time. Um, and then I had just had a complete understanding and appreciation of the role of a legal assistant and all the balls you try to juggle and end of month billing and diary management and, and filing and all all of the things. So that when people, when, when assistants did come to me for advice or they had an issue, I knew exactly what they were talking about. Um, I just had the tools to, to understand and to empathise as well was a really big part of it. I'd been there. I'd been on that other side and I could just completely relate to all of their wins and gains and as well I think guess their wins were my wins as well um so I was, I was very lucky to have uh, just that dedicated coordinated role where I wasn't kind of juggling the both but having that background um was was huge um I think another key element I think into moving into the management role was also, because harnessing all those relate relationships that you built initially as a legal assistant, um, because then you had to, your, those relationships changed as kind of working um, with lawyers and things like that. It's still working, it's a different working with them instead of um, working with them in like a support administrative side, you're working with them on like a personnel side. Um, so it was very different, but you had, you still had to harness that relationship, but shift it in a different way. Um, and to appreciate their practice, how they work, what they need, and then understand what they need from an assistant point of view. Um, but because I'd already been exposed to all of that, the best way for me to support the partners was to ensure that their assistant was being supported from me because um, I had an understand understanding of what they needed. And so it's just this big, like, circle of life, really, I think, <laughs> if that makes sense. So yeah, definitely, yeah. All that past experience, you just you still needed it, but you just shifted it slightly. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting time. I might jump in and ask a question just to dive a little bit deeper on that one. So when you talked about, you know, you're going from um, supporting lawyers to being, you know, personnel, 
how do you manage up to partners that may come to you cranky about something um and you know you're managing up a lot more in a different way how do you manage the personalities i think the biggest part is um it's just communication and allowing them to feel heard is the biggest thing sometimes when you get to the end of the conversation they really don't want anything done sometimes they just wanted to let you know I'm just letting you know this is what's happened don't worry when you get down to the nitty nitty gritty they just wanted to vent and then it's kind of reiterating back to them like this is I'm hearing you this is the issue maybe try and provide some solutions or just come back to them and it's that checking in as well um communication was massive and I always had um particularly if I knew I was going to have a difficult difficult conversation I would write down what I was going to say beforehand in my little notebook and I would do like a little practice in my head um, of what I was trying to get across it could have been the reverse and maybe I had a difficult message to convey um, but then if I knew I was entering into a, a difficult conversation, I always used to map it out and try and preempt what might come. And, and it's always that if you're unsure, then you can admit that you're not sure. No worries. I'm not sure. I'm, I'll come back to you on that one. I'll go back and check a few things. Just always coming back to, to check back in, I think was the biggest part. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was, the next question was going to be about skill set and, you know, sort of what, you know, the different skill set you'd have as an assistant as opposed to managing staff and, and you know, it it's a hum, it's a um, relationship manager sort of role as well. Yes. So, and you sort of talked about some of that, but were there specific skill sets that you maybe didn't have when you were an assistant and then when you came across and you, because I, I've looked at a few um EK sent me a couple of job descriptions that are, you know, on Seek at the moment. And reading through those, a lot of what they're asking is almost like a, well, a glorified EA really. So mm -hmm. is, there, is there anything specific that as an EA you were like, oh, I need to learn that? I think um, for me, I um, didn't really have an exposure to like the financial side, budget side of things. And I remember actually being asked in the interview to move, um, well, so initially they ended up removing the coordinator role that I was with and they split the legal support manager into two. Um, so I went for that second half of that. And so myself and another legal support manager, we shared looking after the legal assistance. We had about 25 each. So when I was going for that role, I do remember having that question asked to me and they said, well, what do you think you're going to um, need to work on? Is there anything you think you might, um, that you're unsure of? And I straight up from the bat said, budgets and financials, I don't know. Um, because, I mean, I guess it's the business part, right? I think a lot of um, your role as an assistant, you are focused on the practice and, and the lawyers and supporting that team but you're not really exposed to the business side of things. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, law firms are businesses um, and every decision has that flow on effect. So it was really um, getting a better understanding of how I fit in that flow. Um, so when I did move into that legal support manager role, I kind of made up my mission to understand um, certain decisions from a business perspective because, to be honest, the role has a 
heavy like emotional intelligence side to it as well when you're working so closely with people and they come to you with their joys but also their frustrations and sometimes their struggles so it can be quite emotionally draining but it's a real juggle to try and balance um, being empathetic but also needing that business lens on as well um that was a real learning curve for me and like i remember um i was writing a business case for something and i i was told i need to take out i feel because i was just like i feel that <laughs> need to cut that out the business doesn't care about how well, it's not that they don't care how you feel but i need to provide ratios data like the analytics that's what they need to see to make a business decision it's not just how i'm just saying i just need help (laughs) we need this we need that um so that was my biggest learning it was just the business side Mm. did you do any um courses in that time or did you find that you had enough within the business to enough people I suppose in mm. the business to learn from or you actually did you go externally to do anything to- yeah a little bit of both actually I really teamed up with I actually got myself a mentor which I highly recommend um and she was part of um I forget what, they, what their name was it was like a business manager type thing so she worked with the partners on their billings and client work and all that stuff. And so she then tapped into the finance team, so it filtered down. So I teamed up with her. So even though we didn't really have much to do with each other from a legal support sense, um, to work with her and she gave me some real um, great pointers on just how to understand financials a little bit more. But separately, I did send myself off to do a little a few little courses and things like that. And the firm that I was at was really supportive. And they, at the time, held scholarship applications for all areas of the business so I was lucky enough to jump on one of those as well which really helped yeah sorry and I, bet you you used, I was gonna say and I bet you you've used business case that business case writing in all your other jobs since I know I have absolutely I, I write board papers now based on business case but what I learned in writing a business yeah. case back yeah absolutely go through wherever you go and you can use it however you want to use it like you can use different bits of it if that makes sense yeah very useful and having that mentor are you mentoring now someone else i'm not at the moment um but it is something i'd like to pick up again yeah absolutely i suppose it's a time thing as well if you've got the time yes huge thing um but my next question was sorry I was just going to say it's a little bit different being um, in the role I am in now, um, but the opportunity to mentor was, I mean, it was endless when you're in law firms and you have junior assistants coming up and you've got all these projects to work on as well. You could always take someone under your wing and I actually loved doing that stuff. Loved it. Loved having all my little people with me and I'll take them around and meet people and here's how you do this and how you but also getting their insight as well because you can, even though they might be junior or just starting out or they might have had a whole other career and they're junior in the sense of they're only just starting into your particular company, they have so many other ideas and fresh eyes and so I think it's even though you might be the mentor, they might get you as a mentee. Yeah, I think that's always, um, it's a two-way street, definitely. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then the other question I had um, which you kind of touched on the emotional um, IQ, the 
the ICQ. Um, you know, when you're managing people, sometimes you're taking on or you're listening to, to problems that you might think aren't that, you know, they're not really that big an issue. And then there's sometimes issues at home or there's background things or sometimes, you know, it's all relative. You know, some people's issues are bigger than what they seem to other people. And it's always important to, you know, have make sure that you are um, not taking on other people's problems. But is there anything particular that you do to protect yourself um, mm. and not take on what's happening in, in the work world and in people's lives when they come to you with their you know, with whatever's happening with them? Mm, it's a really good question. Um, yes, it can be quite draining um, at times, but and sometimes the decisions are they're completely out of your hands, you're the messenger, um, mm. and you're the first call of support. So sometimes when I was delivering not great news, to really focus then on what that means also, not for the person who's receiving my news, but also for me because you know, when you kind of process it a little bit later, it, it, yeah, I think it's very important to take the time um, to to really make the time, I guess, to, to make sure that you're looking after yourself. Um, so I think um, when I, it's oh, a really good question. I'm just trying to think of um, the best way to put it, but people would come to you and say, oh, I just want a quick five minutes. Five minutes ends up being like an hour, <laughs> um, which is great because they just wanted to share their load. And they, like I said earlier, you end up just being a listening ear. Maybe at the end of it, they might say, "Oh, but like, just letting you know, like it was just like that's it. Can't really yeah. do it." And it, it's not until they um, ask you for for an action that you can actually move forward. Um, but yes, yeah, so for the most part, there wasn't actually any action needed by me they just wanted to chat and get something off their chest and at times being that person receiving the information it can be a bit of a big load to carry when you like I said I had about 25 assistants coming to you at any given time so just making the time it could be 20 minutes outside just sunshine it could be just a bit of fresh air it could be songs in listening to like rage against the machine whatever you needed to do um important have to do it yeah and then making sure you also have someone to talk to like it's if you're the person who's just constantly getting it you need also need your outlet so making sure you have that person it doesn't need to be your direct report because sometimes you don't want to talk to your manager about that stuff but it could be someone else if well elsewhere so definitely because at the end of the day if you're in that role of supporting these people and you're their manager you can't possibly support them if not looking after yourself yeah yeah get your mask before you fit yes that's it <laughs> that's always in the back of my mind and i know i've just come back from traveling a lot or is it yeah sorry i was going to say is that only fresh in the mind because you've been sipping champagne but yeah, pretty much. But no, it's <laughs> funny because when you're traveling in Europe, when you're on the planes, they don't do the briefing, the air, the plane briefing as in depth as they, as they do in Australia. They mm -hmm. basically, and I think it's because there's so many languages on the flights, they basically say, here's the card, because we, we often sit in exit roads as well. So here's the card, you'll be fine. 
um, you know, sort of thing. So, but All the way, going away, that is, that's a huge little um, saying that I often say to myself or to others is fit your own mask before you help yep. others. Um, and so are you able to switch off when you get home or is your job 24-7 or are you good at sort of going, no, hang on, I need a break? Yeah, I wasn't for a very long time um, and I used to think um, the more that I responded, um, just well, I just wanted to be seen as being as available whenever. But I very quickly learned that you can't always work like that and there's going to be maybe choose a couple of days where you're in that mood of being available but you also need to shut it off. Um, and it wasn't until um, a little bit down the line that I started to just, um, I didn't say, no, I can't do it, but I'd be like, thank you so much, got your email, how about we catch up tomorrow or something like that instead of entering into a, um, yeah. I feel like sometimes people are a little bit more comfortable putting things in email, um, so they might just download it, but that doesn't necessarily mean the best thing for you to do is then also respond mm. in a mass. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit like that. Like if I can write it down, I articulate it better if I put mm. it down as well because uh, I can reread and whatever. Yeah. And some, yeah, and it's the venting piece. As soon, mm. often, as soon as you vent it, it's no longer an issue. So yes. you can move on. But the the comment about being in a mood, like your mood, I'm yeah, that's a huge thing. If you're not in the right frame of mind or your mood, which you know, if I haven't eaten, don't come and speak to don't. me because I'm yeah. hungry. Don't. And I and actually, I'm not hungry. I get annoyed. I got, I get annoyed. Yeah. So, so let me eat and but yeah if you're having an off day then yeah put it, put it to the next day if it's if you can i suppose i think it's just that protection piece and you i think as we get older we get better at it yeah you know it's you know when you're eating lunch and people still come talking i can see you eating lunch i'll leave you alone and then they keep talking to you mm. <laughs> you yeah. know and not long ago i said yeah look would you mind if i come back to you please i am eating yeah. and they went oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, because this is my 10 minutes of what? <laughs> my 10 seconds. Now, you, you know, now you're working in a government department. How, you know, what's the role? How is it different? It's different to be in professional services. You know, tell us a bit about that. Mm, um, so, yes, moved out of private practice into um, an in-house uh, legal team at a government agency. Um, so where the wheels turn very differently um, as opposed to private practice. Um, so I'm in legal operations now, which is a little bit different, but like we talked about before, you can pick this, lots of it does actually come into play from everything I've done in the past. There's lots of little bits. Um, so my day kind of starts off by triaging um, all the requests for legal assistance that have come in from throughout the business um because people um will just email or we've got a set up a nice little system now with people actually contacting us um where we get all of the information up front so there's been a lot of process improvement while i'm here which is a big part of my job um do some initial analysis of what's come in what do they need do i have everything all the information from them does that relate to something else we've done before 
is this even a legal issue? Because sometimes it's not. Hey, you can go over there now. Um, so we're a very small um, team of about 10, but a mighty team. Um, with And I, I, I support them in all the bits and bobs that they need, but I'm really the right hand to our general counsel. Um, I focus on legal technologies and workflows and process improvements. Um, and I manage with our general counsel our budget and forecasting. So then all the work that I used to do in my legal support manager role in understanding financials and business um, acumen all, just all comes into play. Um, I do a lot of government reporting that takes place, um, being reporting into the Department of Finance or our particular portfolio um, as well. So that's always a joy. Um, and just anything that gets thrown our way um, and it, just varied and being a, um, so I'm at ANSTO, um, the Australian Nuclear Science and Technology Organisation, so very much heavily focused on research as well, which is really interesting. Our commercial side's massive, like there's just so much happening. It's, it's um, pretty good. Um, there's lots of stakeholder engagement. I'm the gatekeeper for the legal team, so I'm constantly fielding phone calls and emails and concerns and well, who should I talk to? Who do I need to go for, to for this? Um, so very similar to my role as an assistant, there's that element of it as well, connecting people um, and understanding who is where and who is the best place to assist um, if people aren't sure. Um, and I just think it's from my years, not only as a legal assistant, but in legal support management, it's just set me up with the tools to effectively engage with people, problem solve, organise, flip this, research. Like it's just all the things that have asked of us um, at any time and it's completely random but at the same time it's, I love it. That's what I really love. Yeah. Oh, I love your job. It sounds fantastic. No. Um, <laughs> I'm very busy. <laughs> and you shouldn't Probably. say you're busy but... <laughs> no. It's a, it, it's a great, it does sound like that real combination of everything. And I yes. guess it sounds quite autonomous at times as well. Mm. I mean, obviously, yes. you know, you're in a very much role. so. I need to be able to just be able to run with stuff all the time, which and I like as well. That's right. You talked about process improvement and projects. I mean, obviously, you're running big projects. And I think, um, you know, in varying roles, is, you know, we forget that a lot of EAs are project managers, but this yeah. becomes a big part of your, you know, that's a core skill you learn probably as a legal assistant or an EA and, and take yeah. it into that role. Um, it's just, it's such a good thing. I know, Mel, you probably, is it too? Like at work, I just got asked today being a steco because I've worked on a project in my past role. I went, oh, well, we'll put you on a steco now. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks, another thing. Okay, <laughs> sure. But, I mean, it is those skills. I guess, you know, a final question for you is, I'm really enjoying listening to about this current role, but there's a lot of business support professionals out there saying, what's my next two-step? And a lot of people are thinking chief of staffs or and we say to a lot of people operation roles are really good or management roles. You know, what are some of the, the key things that you really love and, you know, would you recommend those roles for people mm. who move into it? And how do they yeah. do it? Yeah, great question. Um, for for me, like, I enjoy being an assistant. I loved being that person that that go-to person that everybody needed and just having hands in everything and just knowing like I'm a real process-driven person had everything lined up um I really enjoyed that um but then 
even more so that leveling up again of being more involved with people and the problem solving and I think I kind of got a taste for that initially a partner that I worked for um started tasking me with more um he wasn't giving it to his junior lawyer or his paralegal he was giving it to me basic research and all that stuff asking me to go and find things and I think looking back now I don't think I ever would have asked for that but then when I started mm-hmm. doing it I really appreciated it and then I started saying actually you know I really like this or I found a better way to do this and then I was like you know I'm enjoying this part now like this is just another layer to it um, you can still do everything else that you were doing it but it's just finding um, what else you're enjoying as part of that role and I'll be forever grateful to that partner for kind of slowly drip feeding me extra things to do and that's when I kind of had the light bulb of I like exploring now like let's keep going so um, that that was a really big learning experience for me and I'm like I said I was very grateful for that um, and there's just so much more that you can bring to the table from your time as an assistant um, into the, a manager role. Um, there's things that you can't, you can study till you're blue in the face Then you could undertake every business course or emotional intelligence course under the sun. But until you've been, until you've maybe moved into that team leader or management role and experienced firsthand the wide range of responsibilities and that it takes to be an effective team leader and manager it's it's the basics like listening communication and responding that makes a great manager and I would highly recommend to anyone who's looking to level up on what's next um, to really hone in on those um, other skills as well that that really make a good manager Um, it's just I would recommend if you are deciding which way to go just have a real think about what you enjoy my manager talks now a lot about sparking joy what sparks joy for you and if there's you can bring a little bit of that joy into your work even if it is a little bit of research here or it might be you know stalking particular companies over here love stalking in a business sense um give me give me a stalking task i'm on it um just working out different things and even just stepping back and looking at um, who you work for in their particular practice and anything that you can bring to it or you might have noticed a gap and you just just say something, take it to them and they will appreciate that. The worst they can say is thank you, um, might think about it another time, but you asked. Um, so I just highly recommend stepping back and thinking what you enjoy and how you can start bringing those little bits and pieces into your work. Um, it's an incredibly rewarding role to take leading into team management um, or legal support management. And for me, it was a real privilege to work with the team of assistants that I did for such a long time and that made being their manager a dream. They were, I mean, of course, there's always going to be difficult times, but enjoy. Um, and likewise with the partners and lawyers, sometimes, not all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> So true. They like to keep you on your toes. They sure do. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds amazing. And, look, um, thank you for spending time with us today. It's no, really interesting to hear me. that your journey and how you've um, 
travelled through it. And um, before we jumped on, I was saying to Mel, the minute that um, Anna walked into the door at the law firm we were together, I knew she had Superstar written all over it and she's just proved it time and time again. So uh, thank you very much. And, you know, yeah, anyone, reach out to us. If you've got questions, we're happy to send questions on to Anna or Mel and I can answer some as well. And um, Mel, next week or next two weeks, what are we going to talk about? Uh, well, maybe because I've just come back from six weeks leave, maybe we talk about work-life balance oh. and resetting and maybe some mental health. Sounds like a great plan. Yeah. We've got Are You OK Day coming up too. And we, we do. Exactly. Yep. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So I think that might be a good topic. So, yeah, if anybody's got any questions, queries or suggestions, then just hit us up. Right. And then we've only got a couple more days to nominate for the AAA awards. And well, also, I don't, I know, I can't wait. Very excited to see um, what um, nominations we have this year. And also, um, our show last week, um, if you want to register for our Run for Her event in your capital city, also um, hit us up. We can give you the details as well. Sounds good. Sounds Thanks, good. Anna. All right. Lots of food Hi. for thought. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone, and as we always say, stay amazing. Bye. Ciao. <laughs>Wow, what a great show today. Thank you to our guests for joining us. And to stay connected with us, please head across to Instagram, follow us at admin unboxed. And if you have any comments or questions, please DM us. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to join the show, please also let us know because we want to hear your story and your journey and also the expertise that you have in your administrative job here in Australia. Until next time, be amazing, be beautiful and see you guys soon.